We're back. Wherever you might be, a very good morning to you. Ladbroke Spring Breakfast somehow is back for season three. And of course, wherever you might be, watching us via the Ladbrokes live channels, hello to you. You get to see us. SEN Track Radio Network, you get to hear us. 0499 736 736 to get involved. There's just a real scent in the air, Campbell Brown, of course. Group one action, both in Melbourne and Sydney. NRL, AFL finals. It is all happening. Yep. And Spring. you, of course, have just ripped Melbourne apart. I mean, the demons this week, mate. How are you doing? Spring's in the air, and that's why uh, I have asthma, because <laughs> of all the pollens. I can hardly breathe. But the last show we did was up uh, at the Stratty, wasn't it? Was. It? it was. a magnificent uh, it couple was. of days. So it's it good was. to be back with uh, the men to my left. Quinny in the house. Hello, Nick. When he was sniffing, or you were sniffing, I was waiting for someone to compliment me on my new cologne. I thought that's where we were going to go to start the new show. But good to hear we're going to go down the racing path. It's great to be back. We'll get to my first things first shortly, mm. but I think you can make a strong case. This is the best weekend of the year. It's absolutely spectacular, and everybody has a spring in their step. Remarkable scenes because you're an immaculately dressed and presented guy, and you traditionally get a new... Haircut any time a new show starts. What's happened here? Yeah, I am due for, as our superstar Gabby, who's to our left at the moment as we talk, said oh, I'm in desperate need of a CNC, a cut and colour. So that's sort of on the list of things oh, to do next week. Something about so. Mary vibes. Oh, he starts. One minute and ten seconds and I've already gone into the gutter. So so. I'm, I'm not, I'm Just, not sure what's going to be on your radio on Labrack's live channel when we come back from the break, but it might not be us. Uh, Hamo, hello to you. Yeah, great to be on. So just to round out his pack, not only has he not had the CNC, but he's wearing my shirt. <laughs> what happened, Matt? Well, you said it doesn't fit anymore, so oh. can I give it a good home? <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, I'm going to start with you. Actually, no, I'll, I'll save you to the second last. Quinny, we'll start with you. First okay. things first, because uh, make the argument. Okay. This is the best weekend of the year. We're going so well, I'm even looking down the right camera to get us up and running. Think about this weekend, and I love it when Sydney and Melbourne work in unison. Put aside this bullcrap rivalry... When the two codes of racing and sport link up nicely, it is spectacular. This weekend, the AFL prelim finals, the NRL prelim finals, and I love the prelim finals, I love the prelims more than the grand final because the stadiums are packed with legitimate, genuine fans. It's That's loud, it's yeah. passionate, it's sensational, and there's four games instead of two. So we've got the prelims for both codes, and then we've got great Group 1 racing in Melbourne on Saturday at Caulfield, and up at Rose Hill on Saturday, and just the cream on the cake, then Sunday we race at Flemington as well. It's a great time to be alive. It's a great time to be in Melbourne, and I cannot wait for this weekend, and I want to see lots of positivity. Hey, look, it's very hard to argue. It is a great weekend, and, and the fact that the, the weather has just really got us amped up here. We're obviously Melbourneian-based, but the fact is that uh, it is going to be a wonderful weekend of football and sports. So, you know what, Quinny? Congratulations, mate, because normally you just bring well rubbish for our first things first, but you've absolutely nailed it. And so you, you missed the VFL Grand Final Sunday as well. I was warming to that. It's going to be, you know, very well Your presented. former team. <laughs> How much first pride final. are you taking? Oh, I've the, got to take a lot. The, the yeah. team you put on the map and then in the clink, but back on the map afterwards, <laughs> is in their first Grand Final, the Gold Coast no, Suns. It's a good step. It'll be a good step for future uh, Gold Coast Suns players to, to learn what it's like on... Not the biggest of stage, but you've got to get some silverware in the cupboard before uh, you can start to be a well, proper Well, it happened for the player. Cats, didn't it? You With did. that uh, incredible VFL team Correct. they had who went on to be they, AFL yep. superstars. Yep. So. 11, 11 father-sons helped that VFL yeah. team. Yeah. Well, there's a good right. correlation. <laughs> Casey have been strong in the VFL. Melbourne win the flag. Same with Box Hill. Same with Footscray the year they won it. So, fingers crossed for Dimmer. Two questions. Who wins? And would you be welcome in the Suns' rooms? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I would definitely be welcome, but I'm going for um, Werribee because of Michael Barlow. He's, he's an outstanding coach and um, he's a former Gold Coast son too. And outstanding bloke, isn't he? Probably opens the door for an AFL role for him after Potentially, this. Potentially, yeah. yeah. Adam Uze too got the gig at yeah. the Tigers, which yeah. was not a great surprise, but um, he's got good credentials. All right, first things first for you, Brownie. What yes, do you got? Yeah, well, it's, it's all about Solcombe. Came to Australia, obviously, as an import that had a bit of a spruik. Um, not because of just its ability, but who the ownership base were. Ozzie Gahir, Johnny O'Neill, some of the Richmond boys. Wins at Flemington in its first career start. Goes up and, and has a few solid runs, I think, over in the autumn um, up in Sydney. It wasn't disgrace, but... Um, and then came back um, a couple of weeks ago. Mm. And those internationals, they always say, are much better once they've had a few runs in Australia, that the second prep um, went around at 20 to 1 and, yep. and couldn't have won any better. I thought that that price, uh, even though the horse doesn't have great first-up form, was, was overs. And then even tomorrow, $8... It's a pretty good price. My question is, are the bookies just just underestimating Solcombe? I know that the horse will be much better over further, but what more you know can can it do so far in Australia to say, hey, I'm the real deal? Couple of wins, a nice second. Well, just to add a bit of weight to that, um, was chatting to Ollie yesterday and said, who's your who do you think's the biggest threat on Alligator Blood? And he said, without doubt, Solcombe. He said, I, I just thought there was a. He said, I was blown away by that first up win. You rarely see them ducking and yeah. diving and, and dodging interference and weaving through. And he said it didn't just win, it bolted yeah. in. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it was bolting. So I don't know, I just thought I thought eight dollars was was a pretty you know, reasonable price about a horse that uh, can only take improvement from its first up. Out of home. every horse running tomorrow, if they win, we'll look back and say, how on earth did that horse pay that price? He's the number one seed. Mm-hmm. If he wins, True. we'll look back with hindsight, like you've just said, and you've mapped out a really compelling case why he's over the odds. So nothing would surprise me tomorrow. I don't think he'll win, but I love what you've said. And if he does win, we'll all have egg on our face. If he wins tomorrow, he's going to be so sure for the Melbourne Cup. And I know there's the internationals here in the mark. I understand all of that. But if he wins tomorrow in a similar fashion to which he won a couple of weeks back, he will be the reddest, hottest favourite in the Melbourne Cup. Well, incentivised is pretty darn close. He'll get to in, he'll get to incentivise type odds because I don't think he'll win tomorrow. I think that what actually happens in Gold Trip was identical in his run uh, at Mooney Valley a couple of weeks ago. When you got these horses that absolutely are worried about something bigger and better, right? And he is going to be very hard to beat in a Melbourne Cup, regardless of what happens tomorrow. But you can take some liberties and take some risks. So that's what happened first up. They went inside, ducked and weaved and went inside. And, and like, traditionally, you wouldn't try that because if he goes inside and he runs into some bad luck, everyone's like, gee, Sulcombe was, was eye-catching, yeah. ran a good fourth, got no luck. Gold trip likewise at Mooney Valley. They're not... I'm not saying they're not trying to win because clearly if they win the race, it, it works and we talk about it. But, but the fact is, things. bigger fish to fry. And that's what they did. They did it. Probably almost the opposite to what Craig Williams on Giga Kick. He went around the outside trying desperately to win that race and do it that way. They said, well, you know what? Bigger fish will go back inside. So um, I'm not in the Sulcombe bandwagon for tomorrow. I, I think absolutely he'll run top three in the Melbourne Cup. I, I think he is prime for a big first Tuesday in November. But he needs a little bit of luck tomorrow. But once he gets out to a distance, that I think suits him even better. So hang on, you've already filled two of the Melbourne Cup placings. Yeah. So you've got without a fight in there. <laughs> I've actually, got I've in actually there filled well. three. I think there's only oh, three you got the trifecta already. Yeah. Vauban <laughs> is unbelievably well weighted. There you go. One, two, three. Just maybe Ladbroke, same race, uh, same race multi to run top four. Well, you've got to wait for the field. Just give a bit out, of lead. <laughs> <laughs> true, the field coming out might we help a little bit. We have got some special markets coming we, out. We later, have, and I look forward to getting mine right again. Big shout out to Zach Burton, who of course helped me 
me in the that autumn. Freakish. <laughs> well, you know what? I do freakish things. Uh, what do you got for me, Hamo? Well, I check his temperature for me, can you? Seriously. No, no, the way they do it because the horses. <laughs> 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 No, they last night. <laughs> because during the week, in fact, just a couple of days ago on radio, and I had to watch this clip back, and then I had to check if it was April 1st or whatever, you said on. the Caulfield Guineas yep. will be a bigger race than the Everest. No, that's Outrageous. not what I said. Hang on. No, this is what I on, said. Hang on, hang on. And you I said, said quote, no comparison. I said... I said Come Saturday, October 14th, which is the day, and it's Super Saturday. So this is probably the only argument against your suggestion that this weekend's the best, because that, that, that day's going to be huge with the clashing of those big races, right? But I, I said that come October 14th, on that night, we will sit back and go, you know what the best race of today was? The Caulfield Guineas. The, now, the narrative of the Everest, last 12 months a year, so people like you who were wrong, obviously didn't listen to the clip, I didn't say it is the better race because the Everest is by far because of the narrative around it. And I think the giga kick situations actually help the narrative and us to have more, yeah, more storylines. But when we sit down on that night, we're going to go, okay, what was the best race today? Was it I wish I win belting them in the Everest by five links? No. It was the fact that we had six very good three-year-olds crossing the line within three cords of a length. And that's what we'll do on that Saturday night. Yeah, well, that race... The Caulfield this, Guineas this is, is going to be... This no, is see, the race. That this is, is the, the horse. horse. Yes. There's a difference. And this is the race. That, that, there is, there's a difference between the horse I'm gonna and the race. I'm going to wear it for the rest of the show. Oh, can I have that? No, no, I'm, gonna, I'm keeping this one. Okay, you keep That's that one. Nice. What do you think, Quinny? Um, it'll be interesting. I think we'll probably want to see the field for both races. I mean, if the Caulfield Guineas has a star, and we might see a star emerge in the next couple of weeks, I think that could potentially be... It absolutely as big a draw card or better. I mean, I know when the Autumn Sun won the Caulfield Guineas, he was the superstar horse, and that was the horse that people remember from that mm. day when they both raced on the same day. But there's no one else. Like, Autumn Sun was a... That's a good comparison to what I think I wish I win can do to the horses in the Everest, right? So the Everest is great. We've spoken a lot about it. The narrative every single week, 52 weeks of the year, the Everest gets spoke about, and that is great for horse racing and the race. But from a purely on-the-day race that we can say, you know what, I reckon there's three or four possible stars, if not stars coming out of this, it'll be the Caulfield Guineas. That I think will be the race of the spring. Yeah, look, they're a terrific So thank you. So when you say, yeah, you agree, straight up. No, <laughs> I, I don't. I, I, think, I think it's wonderful how you've recreated the history of your interview, but anyway. That's, <laughs> that's, hey, this, you know what? This is what happens. Start calling him Donald Trump. <laughs> Seven exactly. minutes. Oh, well, he, didn't he die? What? Didn't he, I seen his son tweeted the other day that he's, he died. No, that'd be fake news. <laughs> Where are you, mate? I thought you, you spent all the days on social media and you missed him getting his, uh, his, his ex hacked. Did he? Yeah, he did. Anyway, sorry, Hamo, we digress. No, look, I think the Everest has, uh, is, is, it's just got something incredible to it. And, uh, you know, without preempting how, how I'm going to wrap up the show with, uh, with Crystal Ball, I, I think it's going to go next level this mm. year, I really do. Um, you know, having been over to New Zealand a little bit and just seen how they've embraced it there as well, um, it's a bit of a stroke of genius, isn't it, to spread it over there because we're just not used to them being a factor in mm. sprinting races, True. are we? So. A uh, big shout-out to, to, to Customs and Immigration at the airports in New Zealand because he's part New Zealand. He doesn't have to line up. He just walks straight through. We well, just brilliant. show this and they let you go straight <laughs> yeah. through. So. Uh, now, what I'm about to uh, suggest absolutely 100% can't happen, but I, I think it almost needs to find a way to do it. The Caulfield Cup needs a tweak, right? And I, I want to see everyone, uh, the VRC, Race of Victoria, the MRC come together 
and come up with this unbelievable plan to not re-handicap the winner of the Caulfield Cup. Because it is stopping horses going to it or making it their number one option. Like none of the internationals. Now I'm not saying necessarily the internationals who are coming here for the Melbourne Cup would absolutely go to the Caulfield Cup. We've seen it in the past and it takes a different horse. I understand that. But the fact is that we continually talk about uh, Maccabi Dev is a perfect example. Had she won in 2004, got re-handicapped, she wouldn't have won a Melbourne Cup and she wouldn't have gone to probably all three Melbourne Cups and the whole thing would have changed. I, I, I know it is absolutely 100% against the crux of what handicap racing is. I get all of that. But the fact is that we never... When was the last time we had a conversation about the Caulfield Cup and the excitement building towards it? Oh, I think in... Se I, I, I agree. Yep. Because... A few, a couple of months back, we did our season review, and and I did bring up that point as well. Uh, but then Mood sort of shot me down and said, you "Are you forgetting that Incentivise had the world talking when he won the Caulfield yep. Cup only a couple of years ago?" And and Gold Trip did come through the race last year. Did he win it? No, he did. And had he have won it, would he have won the Melbourne Cup? Probably not. See, and Probably and, and this is what the connections are. Thinking, it's a good point. And right? Bossy does say not not. He, he absolutely wanted to win the mm -hmm. Caulfield Cup, but being beaten in it probably won the yeah. Melbourne Cup. So I don't, I don't want so. to this on the record. I'm not suggesting that when the jockeys go out there, they're thinking, I don't want to win this race, which is clearly 100% what they want to do. But by winning the race, or and, and when they're mapping out a plan, it's a disadvantage. If yeah. you win it... Now, last year's Caulfield Cup winner didn't end up running in the Melbourne Cup, but he got two and a half kilos, didn't he, from an incredible Mickey D. Wright. I, I just think they've got to find a way around this because the Caulfield Cup, when it comes to being targeted, is few and far between. I agree with you. And it's like, for me, the AFL draft. You don't want to punish teams or horses or people for winning. You want to reward success. You want to dangle the carrot of trying all the time to go out there. So AFL teams, we saw it, you're better off losing at the back end of the season. That's a broken system if that's the case. And I think it's similar with the Caulfield Cup where you're punishing them for winning. And you want to reward them for winning. Yeah, you want still... winning a Caulfield Cup to be an absolute aim, and then hopefully you can do the double. Yeah. Because You'd... I also think with There's these internationals... Massive, massive prize money. I yeah, mean... but you want to see the internationals run as well going into the Melbourne Cup. Because then at least all the punters and the racing fans have got some yeah. connection with them. They've seen them actually with their own yeah. eyes on their TVs as opposed to just looking up... That grainy footage on YouTube. That is an outstanding point, and we talk about this, and I probably talk about it more than almost anyone. The narrative around the Everest is amazing. There's no narrative between the Caulfield and Melbourne Cup anymore. We don't get the Caulfield Cup. We don't know. Incentivise, I get it. But if we're going to start to lean on freaks to continue to be the narrative, we're going to only have it like every once uh, a decade, pretty much. But I think, the, I think the internationals, as much as they add to the race, mm. they also take away from it. Because... The majority of Australians don't ever see the horses race before they come out here. Whereas the beauty of the Everest is we've got Giga That's Kick true. racing the other week. We had I Wish I Win mm. racing. We're going to see, um, you know, all of these other bits. But that play doesn't out. that play into the point that if they actually ran in the Caulfield Cup to Quinny's yes. point, we'd have. Now you're right. Abs absolutely, there's no way they can do the same narrative storylines for the. Melbourne and Caulfield Cup as they can for the Everest because of that exact point. But the fact is that if we can have something leading into these spring races and the major, the Melbourne Cup, I, I think it's only good for the, good for the race. I, I don't know how they do it because I absolutely 100% understand handicaps, but I also am like... Well, just bear the weights. Cup. What the weights they get when they set the weights are the weights for the spring. And they don't move. I, I, look, I, it's a simple for, for us sitting from the outside in, that's fine. But then there would be the purists and understandably say, well, that's not handicap racing. That's not how it works. And well, you'd have is. to have the VRC to say it's a, it's a non-handicap And then how would Lloyd Williams race. better beat the handicapper? 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He'd find a way. Ladbroker, download the Adbrokes app today. Uh, chances are you're about to lose. We're just firing up. Wherever you get... Uh, wherever you are, you get involved. 0499 736 No, very good by you. Uh, I can't believe you just tried to tell us that you're involved and you're welcome in the Gold Coast Suns rooms and then you tipped where it is. <laughs> uh, plenty more next. And it was an April Fool's <laughs> <laughs>
one of the winning chances. But yeah, I think there's a lot of upside with Charles could've, Stone. Could have blown nice them price. away though. Could have blown them away if it got out earlier. Like it couldn't do much more cylinder. It got out very late, didn't if, it? Ifs and nuts were candy and butts. Oh, is that how the go. saying goes? I, I do no, not know. It is now. You, you, you okay. can recreate the English language. Jeez, geez, I've started this show well. <laughs> That's sort of the uh, no CNC. The rest of it's been okay. Ammo? <laughs> Uh, for, uh, who am I with? Yeah. Uh, no, look, I'm with Shinzo or Militarise. I'm gonna, I'm gonna bracket them as my selection. I just think they are clearly, in my mind, the two best horses in the race. And I was actually listening to a podcast that our mate Dan Cobby did mm -hmm. with Chris Waller, Very and good. just the way it was, yeah, Waller was so incredibly open. So you can, on that, that's on the Ladbrokes listen, and he talks specifically in depth about these two and the hopes that he's got for both of them and the huge opinion he's got for both. Um, I, when you say Militarise has got bigger targets, yes, but he did specifically talk about this being an ideal race along the way. Oh, you're so. getting 273 on either Militarise to or bracket. Shinzo Yeah, winning. I like that. And I'll, you can I'll, throw I'll, in I'll Charmstone and get an even money. No, I don't. Double your money. I'm, I, Blinko can't Takes be that wrong. Takes you six months to do that in harness racing. Yeah, Blinko I, can't I, be that wrong. Great. I, look... I don't think she can win either. I think that the, the level oh, of horses in this race... Two versus two. I, I think absolutely she's a really nice filly, right? Really nice. But I, I think that they're... We're talking the, the best three-year-olds in the country here, although you could argue that there might be one or two in Melbourne over the course of the weekend as well. And the draw, I, the draw is really interesting with her as well, um, just as far as where she ends mm -hmm. up from there. How, how positive they want to be. So if you go, if you try to be positive with her, like she can't see a three wide and, and be in the finish like she was at Mooney Valley. So they're going to have to probably get try and find some cover. I'm with I'm with I've got a two part play as well. King Colorado, who honestly I think should have won the Winks. Got shut out by fangirl. Yeah, I went and had a look and back after you said that. You're yep. wrong, but yep. it should have gone close. Absolutely anyway. would have won it. And uh, <laughs> I, I have a feeling, like he just rolled into the JJ Atkins in his third start and belted them. Uh, I think the 1,400 metre is perfect. I, I think Mara and Yusuf think they've got something they can really... And, and haven't they made a splash in Sydney they since they really up the ante up there? And so. I'm, I'm, I'm on militarised as well because I think he will absolutely win a Group 1 this this preparation. So uh, and, and because there's value there to be had, Quinny... He's our lad Rose Cox, Cox Plate sneaky. Yes. Um, we're yes. on him, aren't we? Well, well, you dropped it on this show. Yeah, you dropped back in, it on back this in show. March. Back in March. He just looked to be a, a horse... Like, he physically looked to be a horse as a three-year-old that would be ready for a race like that. Well, what I do like about this, I know you want to talk about the Guineas Prelude. We might just do it here quickly because we are seeing... You know, it's prelim, it's prelim weekend, right? It's prelim weekend when it comes to the, uh, you know, the AFL and the NRL. It's kind of prelim weekend when it comes to the three-year-olds. We've got a great race in this particular race in the Golden Rose. And then we've got the, Gold, the, the, the Guineas Prelude in, in Melbourne where, you know, Stapati's going to start your favourite, but V8's another horse that is going to be hard to beat. So you've got all these great horses. You are hopefully going to meet smack bang in the middle in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah, and they were the talking points out of that, um, or two of the talking points out of that uh, Mooney Valley meeting a couple of weeks ago, weren't they? they obviously, the biggest one was a giga kick in Peritrees. Um, but the two three-year-olds really upped the ante as far as... Uh, as far as the guineas goes. Mm. So, yeah, terrific race coming up. You've sacked some jockeys over to time. Would you have sacked Craig Williams? No, I would not have. No, no. Everyone makes a mistake. I don't mm. even think he made a mistake. But, um, yeah, I would, have, I would have stayed true to my jockey. Quinny? I think they're fully within their rights to change jockeys. I not the question. The way they did it. OK. Uh, look, 
It's a, it's such a div. I'm not going to sit on the fence. I, whenever James McDonald's available mm. in Sydney, I think you want to take him. That absolutely. I think this is something. I, got, I think got this missed. is a James McDonald thing as much as it's a Craig. What are you agree? coming off the injury that he's had though? Oh, I don't. Doesn't change it. I think he'll be so. I think he'll be so driven. I mean, look. Look at the way that he bounced back from the, the setback he had in the time on the sidelines. He came back just... Hungry. He was a man-eater when he came back, wasn't he? And I, I, think he, I think he'll just come back and be riding probably better than ever. Oh, I think that's been missed, Hammer. That's a really good point because if James McDonald wasn't available and Nature Strip had have ended up going to the Everest, then I think Craig Williams would still be the jockey. I'm not saying that, uh, you know... J-Mac chased the ride, but the, the fact that he was... Oh, they knew he was available. Right. Absolutely. And everyone knew he was available. Everyone knew that he's hasn't got an Everest ride once Nature Strip retired. And I think it changed the conversation. It's like if you're trying to make a decision in an AFL team, if you've got a very good footballer, a superstar, ready yeah. to go, you're gonna have, you may have to make a move that some people might see harsh. I think yeah. just as interesting, though, Brownie, is the fact that already they've had to change the preparation for the horse. Yeah. Now, that's not ideal, is it? They've, they've basically gone back to a plan that Peter Moody had, what, weeks or months out with I Wish I Win, and they're yeah. now doing the same with Giga Kick. It's like replacing Danger with Dusty or vice versa, you know what I mean? So, like, there's not a lot of difference. Yep. You could argue in Sydney there might be, um, and that's uh, nothing against Craig because yeah. he's, he's been elite everywhere he goes, but, but J-Mac's got to be worth a length or two in Sydney, doesn't he? And obviously, no surprise. But the way that Craig Williams handled it, all class, the yeah, way he spoke yeah, last yeah. Saturday, not one little bit of surprise and he did it the right Consummate way. Consummate professional. And, and it's... I'm not... Well, some people have said karma. That might be an, that might be an overstatement. Oh. But, but he was... That was just beautiful that he got that win, wasn't it? The you racing know? gods shining down. Yeah, that's yeah. you've said it better than me. Well oh, done. No, I don't know. I think Quinny could have won on Mr Brightside over a mile last Saturday. But, uh, no, you're right. He got the group one he deserved. Absolutely. You agree? Oh, of course. What, what do you want me to say? Well, <laughs> it was a terrible... We, when was told, the last time you ran a horse? Word counts too high. <laughs> <laughs> when was the last time you ran a horse? I rode a horse. Yeah. Oh, no, a couple of years now. Okay. Like, what, 10, 15, 20, 2? 10 years, I okay, reckon. there you go. Uh, Randy's got a few on the farm. Yeah, Take the kids there. out there. Yeah, get them back to nature. Throw the leg over. Yes, yes. Well, you, you, know, you, know, you know that I tried to get up a, uh, a celebrity race through Ladbrokes earlier in the year called the Ladbrokes quarter, uh, All-Star Quarter Mile? But we all ride a horse. And, yeah, uh, that's got disaster. Really? Yeah, yeah, couldn't get it. They did it with the Put truck. On Apparently time. insurance yeah. plays a big part. That. And I said we'd all sign waivers. Well, I wouldn't. I've seen you ride. Yeah, so you're right. Insurance is probably <laughs> fairly important. <laughs> uh, Ladbroker, download the Ladbrokes app today. Chances are you're about to lose. Quick break. Plenty more next. Good morning to you, wherever you might be. As we roll through what is a huge Friday, big weekend of racing, you can get involved if you're listening to us via the SCN Track Radio Network. And it all thanks to Ladbroke, 0499 736 736. We haven't got the text machine in the big computer. Of course, so much of it was about Dan Cobby's love life last... It was. <laughs> last it was. And I'm happy to revisit some of that uh, throughout the course of the well, spring. Well, a few more chapters. There oh, is yeah. a few more chapters. <laughs> My absolute favourite thing was when I met his lovely mother at the races and she made a beeline for me mm -hmm. and she said, I find out about Daniel's love life and his personal <laughs> life thanks to you in that show, so please keep it up. So it was just an absolute <laughs> highlight. Uh, Underwood, Group 1, Melbourne... Oh. 
no follow-up questions about Dan Cobby and who well, he's he may not up. here. No, okay, all right, fair at enough. At the moment, give us another seven days, and we'll, work. we'll wait till the texts start coming in. Now that he's uh, in management, what's the late break? That was great. Remember last spring when people there was seeing him out on dates and texting the show yeah. the next day. Yeah, it did. <laughs> it did. It, it, it was actually an unknown random number. We <laughs> investigated. The person. No idea who it was. <laughs> that warms when things like that happen. Like when yeah. you start slithering and then other people pick oh, it up and run with it. That's when you know you've done your duty to society. <laughs> Hello That's to the Underwood Market saying. Hello to Daniel Cobby. Don't know why he was having dinner at the Valley last night. They're not racing there over the weekend. They're at Caulfield Saturday and Flemington Sunday, Daniel. So maybe just... He's got his own table at that type of restaurant, hasn't he? He's a good joint. It is it a, is a really good joint. No, it is. Wonder what he had last night. Go on. <laughs> the Underwood should be an absolute cracker at Caulfield. Race number nine on the program. Alligator Blood on the quick backup. A 360 market leader without a fight. A 550 second elect. There's been support for Tuvalu. Now to be steered by Jamie Carr. A $7 equal third elect with attrition. Solcom now $8.50. Lindemann $9.50. Then big odds the rest. But Alligator Blood, such a fascinating galloper. I thought Damien Oliver rode this horse a treat last week. And just simply ran into one too good in Mr. Brightside. So you're Sulcum, right? Uh, no. Oh. I, I do think Sulcum's over the odds. Um, I backed uh, Attrition last start and mm -hmm. was absolutely shattered. It couldn't quite get there. I think the absolute value in this race is Jules. Uh, Three-time Group 1 winner. Mm -hmm. you know, only Alligator Bloods won more Group 1s. Really good first up. Um, best 200 of uh, the day in that Fangirl race in Sydney. Solid enough up to the mile last start. Steps up in trip again. 23 bucks, really good price about a horse that gets better deeper into its prep and the further it gets, I think it can run a drum. Craig Williams in the saddle as well. So if you like a multiple group one winner over a pet distance at those sort of odds, I wouldn't disagree. I just worry she hasn't been the same horse since that scintillating campaign. And mm. we know that was up in Sydney yeah. when it was the Sydney wet and a lot of the time heavy, she was running heavy, with heavy. the sting out of the ground. Last spring was just a disaster. Everything went wrong. Whatever could have gone wrong did go wrong. But as you said, if she finds her best, she's massively over the odds and a terrific winning chance. Here you go. Oh, me? Well, either of you, because I think you're the same horse. Yeah. You go first, I'm, I'm with Alligator Blood. Oh, I just think oh, I love the quick backup. This is a gay Waterhouse special, the quick backup. And uh, and I don't mind I don't mind Ollie's theory of at least keeping his options open and potentially taking a sit. Um, when we were doing the Labrokes Lab, we talked about there, there were some other potential leaders well, there. Well, Lindemann could go forward and go past it. Tuvalu could lead. Uh, yeah, Smoke and Romans is another one who can go forward. So I think there's going to be a little bit of speed and drawn wide as well. So if he does want to take a sit, if you think that's the best way to ride it in this particular race, I think if he'd find a horse to lead, they won't just stop pretty much and be crawling. I think he'll find a horse it, who can lead if you want. Is it just me or does poor old Tuvalu never draw a good barrier? No, doesn't seem to. Very rarely. Nine, $9 into $7, though. It's a good go, isn't it? And um, you know, Lindsay Smith needs his pep up. He's been he's pretty unhappy oh, with yeah. the way things are down at Warrnambool at the moment, you know, or have been in the off season. So, you know, he needs to sort of strike a blow on this stage. But I just think this is an absolutely perfect race for Alligator Blood. And I'm surprised and delighted we're getting out to about three dollars sixty. What price do you think you'll start? I can't imagine much better than three sixty. I mean, I think the moves that have come for others have already come. So I think there might be a bit of a rally, a rally back to him too. But then again, it's late in the day. A little bit will depend on how the pattern of racing is. You know, if it's a if it's a fair track or if it's some sort of advantage to be up near the speed, um, I think it'll be closer to three dollars.
bet early to avoid disappointment. I think 360 is a good price. I think punters so will I. come for him. A lot of these gallopers, not dissimilar to some of the other races, are going to be better over more ground. You've got without a fight who... First up, I mean, absolute star and could be in for a massive preparation, but I don't want to be on this horse first up as opposed to Alligator Blood, who's third up, 1,800. I think he's well, now his pet distance. It's a mini grand final. Yeah, I agree. Because I agree. If he doesn't win if tomorrow, If he doesn't they win this, what's he going to win? Yeah. Like, he should, there shouldn't be a stack of improvement to come out of him, particularly not on the quick backup. Gay's record on the quick backup is just sensational. You or you know Brownie. Yeah, so uh, freak. Oh, I, I think look, he's gonna be hard to beat. But I like I know Mr. Broadside is the best miler in the country. But You I, love saying that, don't you? Yeah, but That's it's your true. favorite phrase. Well, I said it six months ago and everyone <laughs> argue and everyone's jumped on the bandwagon, but like I don't even you can argue it. He'll go to Hong Kong and win the mile. But the fact is, I thought he was disappointing last week, Alligator Blood. Like, How so? How can you possibly say he was disappointing? He could not. He could not. This is what happened. 12 months ago, he had the exact run in race. He got really cheap sectionals, top of the straight, got three or four on them, and I'm Thunderstrike had to do everything to run him down. He was brilliant, and it, it parlayed into a really good, a really good spring. Last week at the 600, I thought this thing's gonna bolt him. No, I'm being too harsh. Look. I, I love him as a horse, and he's a great story, and he's a Group One horse, and you've got to include him in all these conversations. Five, five times yeah, absolutely. Mister Brightside is airborne. He absolutely and he's airborne. everything. Yeah. At one point, I'm did Alligator Blood off a very, like... off a very slow tempo, ever look like winning that race? Who last do week? you think is going better? I'm Thunderstruck twelve months ago, or Mister Brightside now? No, but, but uh, answer the question. Well, I'll say Mister Brightside. Correct. But, uh, yeah, at least. Uh, how do you have done? Had Alligator Blood done what he did twelve months ago in the exact same race? Make up, maybe Mr. Brightside would have had the work to get him. He didn't have that. 12 he, months older, though. Uh, is, he, exactly. exactly. He, he is 12 months older. He just blew him away for, for change up speed, didn't he? And then once, once Mr. Brightside had him covered, Alligator Blood then held the margin mm. to the line. So, um, I mean, clearly he doesn't have his brilliance, but getting out to 1800. And, and I also think in this race, he'll be at the level he was. When he won, he won the race you're referring mm. to. So I think he actually probably needed last week just to to bring him to a peak. But I, I the reason I like him so much is there are zero zero excuses for him not winning. Agreed. And what about the dollar sixty five? A place if you want a little anchor for your multis, if you like a footy game yeah. or something like that. A dollar sixty five. How does he miss a place? I've seen it happen. Drew, well, we won't be seeing it happening. With, Come on, dog, give me something. Uh, give me something, dog. I think, with, I think without a fight, we'll just go past him. I, I just think I, I think we're underestimating without a fight. He won first up over eighteen hundred in the in the, in the in the Queensland preparation. We only had the two starts. He actually ran really good in the Melbourne Cup, except he just didn't handle the track. He hasn't put a foot wrong here, and I have a feeling that the track is going to be. Perfect for him. Only thing I'd say about the Queensland race was it was absolutely put on for him. Like they went, they went bonkers, and he was able to be put to sleep, and and he beat them, and he beat an okay field. Look, I think he's, I think he's a really nice horse. But going back to your narrative early on about races not meaning a lot in the mm. scheme of things. Well, this this is nothing like a grand final for him. No, that's all. I reckon true. they'd be thrilled if he was savaging the line mm. and ran third. You that's know? true. That is true. He will savage the line. He'll still win the race. But I do understand <laughs> your point. Uh, now, have we got some special bets? All thanks to Ladbrokes. What have you put together? I don't even think special does okay. these bets justice. Uh, quirky. Goofy. Go that's <laughs> quite enough from you. Now, creative. Creative. We've got some magnificent markets. Now, these are going to be up on the Ladbrokes app. 
Brownie, oh, I have got a special brownie. I'll let you read yours first because then I'll read mine and do the legal oh, requirements. Hash brown dog uh, brekkie special. Uh, I think shock him <laughs> over. That's my absolute best of the day. Um, Hash brown dog. Yeah, is that I'm your work or something sure else? Yeah, I, know, I know you too well. That's not your work. Quinny, uh, Quinny made them up. $1.95 is, is shock him over. I think that just wins and gets everyone off to a terrific start for the day. And centrify as well. Okay. So you throw those two together, you're getting $5.50, which is a really good Yeah, bet. I like that. Because there's no, there's no other way you can have that bet, is there, finishing top two. So, yeah, good. What All right. have you done, Quinny? Here's mine. Both horses to finish top two. I think they'll both win. But this is a little bit of a cream on the cake for a top two red card in race three. Yep. That should be just a put-in, take-out job. Mm -hmm. And Berkeley Square, I love this galloper. Talking. He's $51 for the Caulfield Cup. I think he'll win the naturalism and be very prominent with a lightweight in the Caulfield Cup. Talk about a grand final for a horse. He's very, very one pace, his preparation. He has not had a lot of luck. Harry Coffey goes on. The blinkers go on. So 475 for both horses to finish top two. I like that. And there's a lot. There is excuses for Barclay Square. He got shuffled back when the races stopped at Mooney Valley and ended up being back third last. But no, hang on, hang on a sec, Quinny. Please read out the legal thing. Can Go we on. put the graphic back on, please? But <laughs> <laughs> you do this every single day. How do you forget uh, it now? Ready? Go. Find the market in the Ladbrokes app under Racing Extras. Chances are you're about to lose for free and confidence support. Call 1800 no. or No, only joking. Chances are you're about to lose for free and confidential support. Call 1800 858 858 or visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. There's the seven threes and in 30 minutes where we might not be back next week. All right. Uh, look, I'm with you with the square. Uh, but he, ha he has to be able to stand up and Did win the race. Did you like his reaction? Yeah, like, well, managed, fair enough. He's, he's trying to keep us employed, which we all absolutely appreciate. <laughs> uh, for Ladbrokes, you can Ladbroke it. Make sure you download the Ladbrokes app today. Chances are... You're about to lose. It's going to be the break. first time we get the second. Of best, my best, best. Hey, <laughs> uh, the show's not over yet. <laughs> best bets and crystal ball is next. Ruby, my fee, good morning to you. Ladbroke Spring Breakfast, of course. With Campbell Brown's Spotify list, which is public. Good. Yeah, it's going good. Yeah, it's going all right. Getting some following. Some Zach Bryan on there too. All right, Zach Bryan. Look forward to that. <laughs> Country and Western. <laughs> yeah, up and about. Hey, best bets time. Yeah. You well, excited? I am. Are well, you confident? I'm very confident. I sort of showed my hand mm -hmm. a little bit with the uh, the special we did, but I think shock him over. Uh, it, Probably been unlucky to have only won the two starts mm -hmm. in in its career so far. Massive first up at Sandown, took off at the 800, had to had to come wide and um, a long sustained run. Deserved to peak on its run um, and and just kept finding the line. Found one better on the day, but um, I'd be surprised. I think you can get even money right now. I'd be surprised if it doesn't get pretty well backed. I like a couple tomorrow, and I think we're going to have some pre-post bets as well. And these gallopers are very big odds in yeah, the back. Back relax. Market. Here comes. You know, we asked for one best bet. We get okay. Listen, exactly. you know, you know what I like doing. So he'll just see out the rest. You know of the what show I like doing. Now. I like making people money. I'm yeah, like, okay. I'm can like, you, okay, can you start? Robin Hood, but with better pants. <laughs> Best bets at Courtfield on Saturday. Best bet, race three, number one, red card. Yeah, OK. Race six, number ten, amenable. I like this horse to win this race. Go to the Turak and then go to the Golden Eagle, the exact same campaign path as I wish I win 12 months ago. Yep. Currently $21 for the Golden Eagle. And race eight, number 12, Berkeley Square, each way, 
a $51 chance for the Caulfield Cup win tomorrow in that race. And then a light one Sunday, race three, number one, Snow Patrol. Now, this horse, a dual acceptor, mm. is still in the Guineas prelude at Caulfield tomorrow. will be scratched from that race and go on and run at Flemington on Sunday. Spoke to Mick Price yesterday. He's going to hopefully have two runners in the Golden Eagle. Golden Path, who's 100 to 1. Yep. And amenable at $21. Just on so just on Barker's career, I, I, I like him as a horse. He's burnt probably me like a lot of punters a couple of times, but I really like him as a horse. Have you backed him in the Caulfield Cup yet? Because yes. if, if he does win tomorrow, and this is the advice we give, if you like him and you think you can win tomorrow, back him in the Caulfield Spot Cup because you won't get that prize. Spot on. Hammo? Uh, just the one for me. No 13 best bets. Just yep. alligator blood, grand final day, the gator will stand up and be counted. Yeah, uh, my best bet is King Colorado. And I think he's going to... Uh, uh, you know what? My best bet is the Quinella, King Colorado and Militarise. I, I think they are the two... I think they'll be the two best horses to come out of the race. And I think big, that's saying big something... Ball in a deep race. Yeah, unbelievably deep race. I think Shinzo has been trained. I haven't heard the, the podcast yet. Did Wallace say that his grand final's the Everest? No, uh, not no, really. No. He said okay. might go to the no, Everest, which might. might. Okay. Yeah, yeah. might. Which no. is a little surprised by. So I think I think you'll find the horses very wound up. Uh, he, he sort of has to be. It's not dissimilar to what. So she'll go. My my feeling is you'll go from this to the Everest to the Coolmore, and horses three year olds that bounce out of the Everest traditionally run really well in the yep. Coolmore. I think it almost. Not going to say unbeatable, but he's going to be a very short favourite if he goes down that path. Well, I see a golden slipper. Well. We're going to come back and have a good preparation yep. as a three-year-old. And True. I think Shinzo is the one to buck that awful trend. Mm -hmm. keep, what, keep... A, what a great way for the show to come back. Yeah. These these guys with the Philly charm star yeah. and us giving a next to no chance in yeah. the race. Um, it's Someone's going to be well and truly right and wrong next week. And the best thing about this race is we are having a million different opinions. We've named four or five horses, and it wouldn't stun any of us, I don't think, if another horse actually won no. the race. Mm. That's the big thing going forward, and I think that's the excitement what around the three-year-olds, hence why the Caulfield Guineas will be the race. Who's on next week? Is the superstar Gabby going to join us? Well, yes, she is. yes. She is. She's only just landed back from Ireland mm. hours ago, so I wasn't going to throw her in the hot seat this morning, but... Apparently she's got some ripping stories. Love it. Mm. She was just she was saying off air because obviously I want to get to without a fight. Be very careful. Fear. If it was off air, should it be no. repeated on air? No, she was just talking about last year and gold trip into Cox Plate, how it, it got him going for a Melbourne Cup ten days later. So without a fight, it might go a similar way. Well, the mail is if she stayed two more weeks, she would have come back married. Yeah. Really? Yeah. A lot, of, lot of proposals. Can you anyone we know? No. Well, you got a week to do your homework. Okay, yeah. I'll dig into that. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, crystal ball time. What do you got for me? Uh, so, Daikon Sweet Jr., is that yeah. how you say it? Is that uh, how you pronounce look. the name? Daikon Sweet Jr. That's Philip Stokes runner that yeah. won the, uh, the Adelaide, Adelaide Cup, Cup last year. Um, I think I think this is the year that uh, goes a, a step further mm -hmm. and wins a Group 1 for me. I wins think, a Group 1? Yeah, I think it's a Group 1 horse. I really do. Um, it's been solid without being unbelievable. Just building $46 tomorrow. Don't think it can win, but when it steps up over further... Uh, Philip Stokes, he's going really well at the moment. Um, and I think this horse will be winning the Group 1. A Group 1, don't know which one, just yet, by the end of spring. Well, if you back that horse in all the Group 1s, you're going to get a big price. So it's a good one as well. And the way that horse won the Adelaide Cup, there's no reason why it can't measure up. I'm going to stick with the jockey to follow. I think Blake Shin's going to have a massive spring. He's riding everywhere and anywhere at the moment. He's riding so well. We've, saw, we've seen him come back to Melbourne in recent springs and do well, but I think he might even take the next step up and do something not dissimilar to what James McDonald did two springs ago. So, back, Blake. Can we think of something catchy to finish that? <laughs> you got no, something for me? Back, Blake, no, eat cake. But well, talk to me. Shin and just win? Yeah. Would be more, something more appropriate? Yeah. yeah. Back, back like Blake it. and go buy yourself a cake. 
Yeah, I think we can do better than that. <laughs> I think we can do better How than that. How can we change at the last minute? You had an original crystal ball. Yeah, I, got yeah. It, I thought it was a bit negative. Oh, well, go ahead. Because I actually have something for it. Go no. on. No, no, we're on to Adam now. Huh? Okay. I've pivoted. You believe that both cups and the Cox Plate will go overseas, right? No, I've pivoted. Right? I've pivoted. I'll, I'll take that bet. I've pivoted. I'll, t I'll bet you That's a friendly pivoted. wager. Just like I used to do to you on the basketball court, oh. I've pivoted past you. You know what? That's oh, how oh, I knew oh, when oh, I was oh, retired, oh. when there was an opportunity we played on the same court. Hammer? For me, as I touched on earlier, I think... Um, that the, the Everest is going to go next level if that's possible because New Zealand's interest in it, it's been the missing link. Mm -hmm. New Zealand's been such a massive part of races like the Ladbrokes Cox Plate, Melbourne Caulfield Cups, and now the nation is behind Waikato Stud and Moods and I Wish I Win and having been over there a few weeks ago and felt it. You know, all the tabs there have got massive pictures of I Wish I Win in it. He is a New Zealand horse and and Mark Chittick was saying whenever he pops into the local pub, everyone's like, how's our horse going? Are we are we on target? How are we looking? So I just think it's sensational. Yeah, I, it's hard to agree. Will the mayor end up there? It's hard to news? agree or disagree? Hard to disagree. Mm. Uh, will the mayor end up there? Uh, who? Imperatish. Uh, no, I don't know. I think, well, I'm actually going down to see the team after this. Yeah, so. reckon you ask them? <laughs> yep, but I think it's extremely doubtful. Mm, okay. Uh, a three-year-old will run top three in the Cox Plate. Oh, well, there you go. That was brave. You alluded to that. You've got 127 yeah. nominations. Which so. one? Which uh, one do militarize. you think? Militarise. Oh, that's a bit different then. You've Only because you impressed yourself. me. But, like, I, I still that's think... what we do. I still, I, I, I'm so big on these three-year-olds. I think one of them could actually win. So them. then, what you're effectively saying is yeah. militarised will win the Caulfield Guineas. Not necessarily. We're going very close. So you think didn't win the Caulfield Guineas and came out and won a Cox Plate two weeks later, but they they have to run well into it. But I think we could see multiple three-year-olds go around in the Cox Plate this year. Labros Cox Plate. I'm excited. I'm pumped up. I've also, is there? You and I spoke about something yesterday. Is, is that market up yet that I uh, that I pushed? The without a fight. Oh, without a fight to run, what was it? No, to win. I can't remember now. To win at least. No, to run, run top three and two group ones, I think. Yeah, two group. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's up, is it? It's okay. Yeah, that, quickly... that, that'll be popular with the punters. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? He, he likes, he, he's just jealous that you guys got your own screen. We did. With your own special market. <laughs> I know. Love it. Our own right, responsible gambling thing. Around, yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, you know what? I wouldn't have forgotten the, the, uh, the line that actually keeps us on, on air. I didn't forget it. I read it twice. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, 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 the first oh, oh, time. Who wins the footy tonight? Uh, I think it'll be a Collingwood-Brisbane Lions grand final. I agree with Campbell. No, GWS absolutely flying at the right time and that Brisbane will win easily. What about the NRL? Uh, well, Penrith and Broncos are by far the two best teams left and they will belt both of the uh, opposition storm. And Warriors, unfortunately. Uh, there you go. Good show, mates. Are you good today, back. man? Welcome back. you got a cash. You go enjoy it. See ya. So, yeah.